You are now listening to the True Blue Podcast. This is what happens when you give fans a microphone. Yes, sir. Another episode of the True Blue Podcast. It is Trey Smith and Tracy Hall. And listen, this is what happens when you give fans the microphone. So sit back, relax, lay out, get ready for your Cowboys therapy. The Cowboys therapy that you want and need. I'll tell you what, Tracy, before we get to the Cowboys stuff, because we've had a big week in Cowboys Nation. For sure. Man, I'll tell you what. Seeing that Luka Doncic signed his extension with the Dallas Mavericks, whoo, that was a weight off my shoulders. I knew it would get done, but it's kind of one of those things, until it does, you have that uh, that thing in the back of your head that really, really worries. And, yeah. and you worry the longer it takes, what does that do to the breakdown of Luka and the Mavericks, which we've seen with Dak and the Cowboys, and we've seen this on and on and on again. But uh, the fact that Cuban and and um, Dirk, they went to Slovenia to to his hometown to sign him, I thought was a really class act. What did you think about that? Oh, I... Tracy, I would have swam to Slovenia <laughs> to get that contract signed. Hey, I'd have been on your back. <laughs> in fact, I would have done it in a Slovenian Speedo if that's what it took to get this contract signed. Well, you better hope your little buddy can paddle or you're going to drown, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tracy, let's get to some football here. And the first thing I want to point out before we get to hard knocks is a quote from Dak Prescott that he made – Yesterday, I think, or the day before, he said when he was asked about being on pace to throw for over 6,000 yards last year, his quote was, I don't want to throw for 6,000 yards. To be honest with you, that means we're not running the ball. That means we're probably not doing the things that we need to be balanced, that we need to do to be balanced in a winning team. And Tracy, I'm just saying, in our episode, Dak in the Saddle, which was several weeks ago, mind you, You said the same exact thing. So what that tells me is that if you want to get some perspective, if you want to get some good cowboy content, maybe what people need to be doing is tuning in to the True Blue podcast. Hey, listen, if you missed out on some of these other episodes, uh, please go back and check them out. I think we have a really good pulse with what's happening with our team here. And speaking of Dak, to me, that was probably... One of my favorite quotes by Dak, because it showed me two things. One, it showed me that Dak is not selfish, that Dak wants to win above his accomplishments, his numbers, his stats. And it shows me when you say it out loud, it says something to the team. It says, look, this is how we need to be as a team. We need to be balanced. We need to be able to close out games running the ball. And we talked about this weeks ago. Well, I was about to say, what it tells me is that maybe the True Blue pod needs to get a little bit more notoriety amongst Cowboys Nation because Tracy Hall is coming with the hot takes. I mean, basically, Dak Prescott just quoted Tracy Hall. Okay, here we are. Hard Knocks, episode one. We finally got it. It finally hit. We've been waiting for it. Um, In the last, uh, what, 25 years, we've been the Hard Knocks boys. We have been the Hard Knocks boys. So episode one, Tracy, I'll be honest with you. Like, I wasn't super impressed um, I'll be curious to kind of hear your thoughts, but I got a few things that uh, kind of stood out to me about that first episode, but what were just some of your initial 
You know, I, I was texting with you as it was going on, and I, I know that you did say, yeah, it's a little bit boring, but, you know, I looked at it from a whole different angle. Okay. I think Hard Knocks is trying to get viewers that aren't necessarily cowboys homers like us okay to watch that program and i think if you were somebody that you know is mildly interested in the nfl or you're a fan of another team i thought i think you probably thought that episode was very interesting you really got to see the personalities of zeke of mike mccarthy of dan quinn of 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 you know dak prescott i'd like to see more of dan quinn to be honest with you i mean i I, we all would my favorite parts of those episodes of that episode was seeing dan quinn and micah parsons interact like to me that's that's what really made the episode i mean the opening scene first off could they have shown dak's injury anymore I mean, yeah. come on, HBO. Like, how many times? We get it. He, well, I mean, <laughs> there was an over-under uh, on if they were going to show that and win in the show. But, yeah, that's a bit unfortunate. I think we all know what happened to him. I, I didn't really care to see that again. Yeah. So then they, they move from that, and then they show the opening press conference, and you see Jerry getting emotional again, which we did talk about we did. in an earlier episode. In fact, we had some audio in an earlier episode of the True Blue podcast. But I started thinking, Tracy, like, you think Jerry would sacrifice one of his own children if it'd get him another Super Bowl? I think he would consider it. I mean, you think like, it's like, okay, you got Steven, you got Jerry Jr., you got Charlotte, like... Jerry Jr.'s gone. What, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if it's somebody's going, unfortunately, I think... Is that's that who it is? is, that, is that, he needs Steven. Is that the sacrifice for the next think, Super Bowl? I think so, yeah. Okay. There was another, I'm going to say, obvious... Um, takeaway that I had and not that this is going to surprise Cowboy fans and not that Cowboys fans don't already know this but because I am a Cowboys homer I try to believe otherwise every single year but you know what became evident to me watching that first episode what's that Mike McCarthy is not in control well I think he is definitely a delegation coach um, if there ever was one but I will say this I have been a little bit uh, more impressed with his demeanor and just um, his availability on the field. Because before he was kind of way back off to the sidelines, I think when they were having their camps last year and whatnot. And, um, I, you know, listen, is he the long-term answer? I think we both know that he's not. Well, here's what I'm seeing is he's he's talking to Stephen Jones about, like, whether or not Zeke should go. Like, there was something about that interaction that just felt like, it felt like the head coach didn't feel like he was in full control. Like he needed some that, like he had something that he believed in that was the best way to go about doing something, but like he needed that validation. And then just the whole deal with Dak and his shoulder. And like, there was that little interaction of him and Jerry on the field and, oh, yeah. and about Dak and throwing. And then the next scene, you got the trainer doing the rundown to the whole Cowboy staff. And then right after that, you've got Jerry on a phone call with the trainer talking about Dak's shoulder. And I'm, I'm just going, man, McCarthy's not in control of anything. Well, you know, the head trainer going over to tell Mike McCarthy about pulling Dak off and Mike just standing there with that dumbfound face like he just caught his wife cheating on him. He, he just looked shell-shocked. Okay, I'm glad you went there because I remember he said, what's the gain in keeping him out here? Like, like McCarthy, once he realized that Dak was out, in his mind, he's thinking, okay, well, let's get him back. Let's get him going on treatment so that we can get him out here healthy again. And he started asking the trainer, hey, what's the gain of keeping him out here? What's the gain of keeping him out here? And the trainer goes, well, well, uh, uh, we just, uh, we, he wanted to be out here with the team. He just wants to be here. Yeah. And McCarthy's face, he wanted to rip. 
in my opinion, me watching that interaction, it looked like McCarthy wanted to rip into that trainer going, what are you talking about? Like, do your job, get him back there. And he was just, he, he stayed very calm. I don't know if that's because hard knocks cameras. I don't know if that's because he feels like he's being watched or if the trainer has some special relationship with the ownership. I don't know what it was, but I'm, I'm just thinking if that's Bill Parcells and the trainer comes up to him and says, hey, QB one's out. He's got a throwing issue. And then three minutes later, Parcells sees QB1 standing over there on the sidelines. Is that trainer coming back the next day? (laughs) He's going to probably come back to an earful. But uh, I I did think McCarthy, I did kind of like McCarthy, though, when they had the GPS on him and and they were, I guess he was rating out at 500 or something, and they wanted to limit his snaps and instantly, you know, shut him down. And, uh, you know, just seeing Dak get that pissed off sure about you know that that really put some fire in me but just the fact that McCarthy shut him down you know I thought you know okay well uh, you know I like that you know well and, and and I don't want it to be like I'm just sitting here bashing McCarthy it just it felt like it was I don't know I just kind of felt like watching that episode and it could have been editing and all that but it did seem like he's not in control however I did like the one thing that a lot of people are actually criticizing which is the mojo moment like I like that a lot. I didn't mind that. I mean, I, I think that when you're in training camp, it's long, it's gruesome, it's you, you know, it's make a it grind. Fun. Yeah, you got to do things that make it fun. But um, to me, one of the and this is moving on from McCarthy, but that scene where we had old uh, John Bones Fossil talking oh, about his that made me very uncomfortable talking about his vasectomy i could feel that down in the nads man that that just that's that was a weird conversation to have like how do you transition in a special teams meeting from like talking about your special teams scheme to like talking about your vasectomy i mean was it like okay guys so this is going to be punt return right and we're going to build a wall and we're going to wall off all Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys from getting through this wall and we're going to redirect them this way just like a vasectomy <laughs> I, I I can't even fathom why that was a subject I mean our special teams weren't great last year they didn't look great in the Pittsburgh game and I'm wondering he's over here talking about his nuts there's <laughs> got to be an end to this madness there has to be uh, but I mean I it could, drove me nuts I could see the tie-in though I mean like if you're talking punt return, you build a wall, you redirect the opposite team jerseys, you know, you don't let anyone through the wall so that your player, you know, I mean, I, I could maybe see the connection there, but I know it's the first episode, but what are some other things that you saw that stood out? Um, well, have you ever seen that movie? She's out of my league. Uh, I don't even know that concept. Okay. So there's, <laughs> so Nice. So (laughs) there's a movie, she's out of my league. In fact, I might look up the actor if I can find his name, but that's kind of who I see when they show scenes of Kellen Moore. He's kind of like the guy on She's Out of My League. He's young, he's very young looking, yeah, for like, sure. C- can the guy grow a beard or like... Fake it? Something, you know, like, I, I don't I, know. I see some mastermind about him, though. He, he has something about him that seems like... He must be a savant. He's got to be. 
I mean, to keep that young face around. But think about the comparison, and they they kind of did him dirty. Hard Knocks did because sure they, did. they they put his little halftime speech back to back with Dan Quinn's halftime speech, which was like night and day. Night and day. You had Dan, you had uh, Kellen, like, all right, guys, uh, we got to come out here and we got to we're gonna pick the face up a little bit, <laughs> and and then and then it switches over to Dan Quinn. He's like, we're gonna go out. I mean, it just you know backwards hat yeah. Jordans on, like in yeah. your face. This is a big deal. <laughs> so anyways i just anyway i looked over at my wife when i was watching i was like man that, that dude kind of reminds me of a uh, old boy from she's out of my league and I, i'm gonna have I, to check that movie out. I, I need to look up his name i've but, heard the movie i've heard of that movie um i did uh you mentioned this earlier but i did love zeke i mean man i did too my gosh zeke i and we've already done our who we think is gonna pop sure. this year but to me is Zeke's healthy? That guy's going to be a beast this year. A beast. His mental state looks fantastic. I mean, he looks amazing. When they were showing all the different pictures of him throughout the years he's been with the Cowboys, I mean, and to see him now, it's it's a different guy, you know? And he's just so dang likable. Him and Dak. They and, are, man. And, and I don't mind. I mean, they really highlighted their little bromance. I mean, I yeah. think for me, just being down here, like, you kind of already know about that. So that wasn't anything new to me, which maybe that's why I wasn't very, like, entertained by that. Did though, he say they met at the draft or was it the combine? I think he said combine. Okay. Because I, I think that's one cool part is that they were friends before. They, they got up. Yes. And I think that's a key thing. So they must have truly genuinely hit it off well hey and and is it a gift to be as likable as dak is and as like family friendly as dak is and be able to drop as many f-bombs as he drops that was pretty incredible it was refreshing to see because i was beginning to think he was kind of perfect i I mean yeah (laughs) me too yeah Yeah, i was glad to know that he can cuss but you know a, a, a guy like dak though knows when and not to do that and I think that's what a lot of us in society, I think we go around not knowing when something shouldn't be said or, or a certain way you shouldn't act. And I think being able to control yourself in the right setting, I think that takes a skill that a lot of pro athletes don't have. And I think it just shows that... And human beings, for that matter. And I think it just shows that, like, I mean, you can be a nice guy. Absolutely. And drop the F-bomb. I do it all the time. I mean, that guy, I just, I was blown away by that. I was like, yeah. I, I, he's still a guy that you want your son to be like, but I'm sitting there watching him just drop F-bomb after F-bomb. I'm like, my goodness, yeah. what's the over-under on this? Well, uh, it's interesting to see the next show because, yeah, he was. And, and you know, just going back to Dak, uh, he just seems like he's so biting chomping at the bit rather to get back in this thing and get this thing going because you know he when he even said you know double g i didn't ask you to take the snap you know i was just like wow you know he's fiercely competitive too which you know him being such a nice guy you don't think he's fiercely competitive but you know he is but but it just it comes across and hits home when you hear something like that absolutely well what do you think about uh parsons dude i mean i hate to say that on draft night you and i we're hoping for Parsons and not the corner. And I'll go on record here to say it. I didn't want either corner. I wanted Parsons. Parsons, a nightmare on two legs. He's going to wreak havoc in these games. Don't expect tons out of him this year. I do believe he'll be our best linebacker. But two or three years when this man is a seasoned veteran, you're going to see a, 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 a game wrecker. And we do have the text receipts 
We sure do. By regarding the way. our yeah. passion and love for Micah yeah. Parsons, we wanted him bad. We thought he was the best defensive player in the whole draft. And coming in here in training camp, it's hard for a first year linebacker to make waves in in preseason and or training camp. And already he's our best linebacker. You, you can see it. And by the way, Jalen Smith, they say he's having his best camp. Which and competition, I think Micah Parsons is, has a lot to do with that. Competition breeds excellence. Well, with Micah. I, First off, as I've already said, I want to see more of him. I hope future episodes spotlight him more because to me, he's probably got the most charismatic personality on the team. Uh, And he's kind of funny. (laughs) He is. Seeing his interactions with Dan Quinn and with other players, like to me, that was the most entertaining part of the episode. What I did love that I, I cannot not mention this while we're doing a rundown of the Hard Knocks episode one was when C.D. Lamb was clowning him on the sidelines for his lack of in-game swag. And I thought, you know, he's right because if you look back at that Hall of Fame game, Parsons kind of had like that that Madden create a player default look, you know, like yeah, he had right. the socks perfectly proportioned where like, that's not the style. Now, now you either got to go low or you got to go high. He had the black cleats on and just the, the two wristbands. And he's very Penn State, though. Very workman, workman like. I'll be curious to see if tonight in the uh, preseason game, the second preseason game, if he's not swagged out a little bit more. Right, right. I, I think it's 100% he will be. Uh, but the main thing is just his competitive spirit. I mean, just him begging for one play. The first no wasn't enough. He said, come on, coach, one play. You know, so I'm just thinking to myself, let's get it. Yeah, that phone call interaction, I, I was really glad they they put that in, that phone call interaction with him and Dan Quinn in-game. That was, to me, that's the, that's the kind of content I want to see in Hard Knocks. Like, I want to see more of that. In fact, next week's episode, we should get a behind-the-scenes look at the Rams scrimmage that happened, what, last weekend, this past weekend? Yeah, uh, speaking of that, that, that was a – very interesting scrimmage. In fact, um, I got a chance to watch all of it pretty much. But uh, okay. that's going to be, you know, one of the only times in this preseason that we're going to see the ones go against ones uh, of another right. team. You know, we may see that in the fourth preseason game here uh, with Dallas. But uh, I just think seeing our ones go up against a, a very good Rams team um, with good skill set players at every position, I thought was really interesting. I think the Cowboys and the Rams pretty much um you know is a pretty pretty even scrimmage but uh i thought the cowboys held their own against that team and 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 by the way um gilbert i mean it threw three touchdowns in the red zone i mean you know we had micah parsons get an interception you know cd lamb clowning on the all pro all world uh jalen ramsey yes. um you know uh, connor uh, was Connor Williams? Am I yeah. Right? Connor Williams standing up to be counted. Like, okay, I'm not going to be pushed around by this monster. You know that, by the way, Aaron Donald is the baddest thing. I think you can see walking besides Tyron Smith. Yeah. When, when was that scrimmage? I'm trying to look right now. I it's think like, that that was on Saturday. They played Thursday, right? So it was on Saturday. Yeah. To be honest with you, my only hopes, all I was hoping to see out of that scrimmage were two things. One, we finish it healthy, and two, at least one fight breaks out. Yeah. And you just talked about it. Connor Williams got in a little scuffle with Aaron Donald, held his ground. And, I, I mean, based off what I saw, like, he didn't lose. No, he, he didn't lose. I mean, he, he took Aaron Donald to the ground. I think there was a little bit of uh, – there was a lot of massive – 
manly beastliness going down to the ground. But uh, yeah, just the fact that he wasn't going to get pushed around by by the baddest dude in the league. I think that's a that's a big thing. And believe me, the, your teammates notice it. And the thing that the Cowboys have needed for years is a nasty, mean edge to their defense. And, and I see us by things like this getting just a, a little bit of a nastier sensibility as far as our players go. You know, this is a tough league. We have to come out and hit you in the mouth, you know? Absolutely. So overall, episode one, on a scale of one to ten, what do you give it? I mean, I think it was, you know, eight or a nine for sure. But I again, I'm looking at it as a, what I know HBO is trying to to do, and that is to reach the masses. Uh, to us Cowboy fans, it would be about a five. Because, you know, we want to see more meat. We want to see more of this. We know everything that we're seeing. But to the non-Cowboys fan, I think it's a nine. It's crazy because uh, on my phone here that I'm looking at, my episode one rating was a five and a half. Yeah, here's what can right. boost. Here's what can boost that number for me. Give me more Dan Quinn, more Micah Parsons, and please, can we get more Randy Gregory? This guy has the potential to be the story of the year. I mean, can we get any Randy Gregory? I think we had him that one time when he was laughing at Gallimore sneezing. And I just feel like if we could get more Randy Gregory, more Micah Parsons, more Dan Quinn, the show is going to be that much more entertaining to watch. And I totally agree with you, Trey. And you know, here at the true blue podcast, we are big supporters of Randy Gregory and we're looking forward to a big year from him. So anything they can do to get him to shine more, I'm all for. All right, so tonight, preseason game number two, we got Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. I mean, what are you looking for, Tracy? I just love football. I mean, there's three things I love. Football, food. We won't talk about the other. But one thing I will say, I am looking forward to seeing, if anything, tonight, I've got to see our second team defensive and offensive lines go to work. I cannot see them get pushed around again. Yeah, because what? Last week, Hall of Fame game, it was it was pretty evident that our, our O-line depth could potentially be in trouble. I'm a little concerned about it after that. However, it's, 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 it's one game. But I, I don't want to see a trend here. And, you know, how do we know if Ben DiNucci is any good at all when he's on the run for his life the minute the ball snapped? Ben DiNucci? Come on, man. The Nooch? Doing uh, his sidearm, I, the sidearm assassin? He about has to throw it that way. You can't throw it over, over straight over the shoulder with the, the beating down your throat. What do you what do you think about them saying that like uh McCarthy, you know, has like a something going on under the table with Danucci's mom or something and that's why he's staying I've heard around. That. Yeah, I guess they're all from Pittsburgh and and I understand that hey, listen, coaches have had favorites from the beginning of time. If you've ever played sports, which we both have, we, we all know that. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, is he going to be on this roster uh, when they make the last cut? Don't know. Yeah, but coaches have favorites, and it's usually the best players. Not usually. The, not, not the guy battling for <laughs> the third-string quarterback. You yes, know? yeah. So, but, but, yeah, if, you, if you're going to have a favorite, you know, I guess as long as he doesn't matter. And I really don't think Ben DiNucci's on this team. You know, when I think about tonight and, I mean, what am I looking for? I I don't know. I'm looking for an entertaining first quarter. Like I, I kind of shared my feelings on the last episode about preseason football. Yeah. I'm looking for a somewhat entertaining first quarter. Maybe uh, see if uh, McCarthy wears his aviators. See if Micah Parsons is swagged out a little bit more. Uh, does Dan Quinn have uh, his hat backwards? Is it on forwards? Which uh, which Jordans? 
is is Dan Quinn wearing? I mean, uh, he seems to be a fan of the 11s, which which that's kind of a man after my own heart because my favorite Jordans are the 11s, and I've noticed that uh, he wears those quite a bit. So what Jordans is Dak wearing? Well, Dak's probably not even going to be there. Um, so just stuff like that. That's which, what by, which, by the way, you know, Dak uh, had a big comment on, uh, you know, when he signed with Jordan, just as far as why he signed with Jordan, because of that shoe for people that have had any type of surgery. And he was blown away by just the performance of the shoe. He couldn't believe that he had not had any of those on before. But uh, that's a pretty interesting tidbit that the reason why he went with Jordan was because of the the wideness of it for guys that had have surgery and i thought that was very interesting like like shoes make a difference to pro athletes you absolutely know? They do. well yeah i mean he was with adidas so he ditched adidas for jordan i'm sure along with the feel and fit of the shoe all the zeros on the contract <laughs> yes probably helped convince him to come join the jordan brand i mean yeah. they did make him the highest paid football player with that brand well so. it just goes to further my point my son will argue constantly but michael jordan is the greatest nba basketball player of all time i said it his emblem and image is on football gear it's on soccer gear i mean that's all you need to know cha-ching cha-ching you know, while we're on Dak, I mean, we did get some pretty good news this week, Tracy. Yeah, I got to say, for as nervous as we were last week, just to find out finally uh, yesterday that Dak is throwing again, and and not just throwing objects, but throwing the football. And 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 another piece of good news: Amari Cooper's off pup, and Dak is throwing to him, and they're running routes, uh, flies, outs, and Dak was making the throws. I mean, he was making the throws, but, like, was he making them with his left hand or his right hand? Because, you know, he's out there throwing with his left hand quite a bit. Well, actually, he was throwing it with his tongue. His tongue? Oh, quite sharply. Oh, so, like, was it, was it with every F-bomb? Every one. So, like, every F-bomb, he was throwing <laughs> a, a throw right on the money? No, man, he was throwing with his throwing hand. And, you know, listen, he was going 70%. It wasn't 100%. But on that 25-yard out, it looked where he threw the ball about 45 45 yards do you think he shouted an f-bomb with each throw though like i i like to think he did i mean based off hard knocks he probably did and he probably had a smile on his face and he was probably just as as likable like as it's he hard was before. to not like him though even with the f-bomb coming out with that smile i i, I gotta say he i just agree. let it slide well we've reached that time tracy what time is it it's time for a little bit of TNT Top 3. Top 3. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, today we're actually going to mix it up. We're going to switch it up. And for the TNT Top 3, Tracy, we're going to go your top three comedy shows i like it trey top three comedy shows are we talking tv shows we can go tv shows we can go hbo specials we can go stars network like anything that's a comedy that's a show whether it was binge worthy or not i like it you I never know, know where we're gonna go you're three two one all right well let's see for my third I'm going to go three, two, one. Number three, I mean, this is pretty easy for me. Uh, it's a show that was on HBO. It's it's not uh, active anymore, but I suggest everybody go find this show. Uh, it's called East Bound and Down, mm. and it's got the amazing, amazing um, 
Danny McBride in it. It's got a, a stellar yes. cast. Uh, basically, it's a show about a you know a washed up pitcher who just turns <laughs> to his life turns to you know what uh, when he leaves baseball. But so funny, man! It's it's written by Jonah Hill. Uh, I just love the show. It had I think five seasons, and it's it's amazing. Trey, I love it. Have you seen it? I've actually seen the first two seasons. I've been kind of working my way through it in a binge in a binge way. Um, but yes, I, I, there's definitely some 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 humor in that, some gold in that. Uh, they're just very good at like spotlighting some of those simple things yes, and making a are. big yeah. comedy moment out of it. Absolutely. So, so what you got? Well, I've been trying to balance back and forth between like what I grew up on and then what I'm currently watching. It's and so. Hard. I'll be honest with you. I had to go a little throwback for my number three to something I watched almost every day as a kid, and that's Family Matters with Steve Urkel himself. Family Matters. Great I mean, show. I, I, I used to watch that every day as a kid, and I'm telling you, for me to not mention that in my top three, it would be a crime. Well, I tell you, that show was on for many seasons. It was huge when I was younger as well. And Urkel, I mean, he he's a cultural phenomenon, right? He sure is. I mean, he was hilarious. I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great scripts. And that show was good family, clean family fun. I wonder what he's doing nowadays. Man, I would love to run into Urkel. I mean, we need a we need a, a spinoff or a comeback from from Urkel as a grown man, you know, like dude. I think we may have something. What do you think Urkel would have went on to become? You know, man, I don't know, but it would have been slapstick crazy. He's pretty smart. I mean, maybe yeah, he's he was very smart. He's probably like a chemical engineer, something. something like that. What if they had him as like an owner of a football team or something? That, like that? would be hilarious. You know, like he made all this Fish money out of water. in chemical engineering, and yeah. now he's trying to run a football team. Who knows? Hey, if you're listening out there, Fox Spotlight, anybody like that, we have a screenplay written already for this we got it come holler at us true blue pod all right i'm going number two because my number two actually stars the same character that your number three stars and that's danny mcbride what but i've got to go with the show vice principles oh my gosh that's gold and if you've ever worked in public education like myself there is just some small comedy, like like some small things that create major comedy moments in that show that it's 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 priceless. It's comedy gold. I love that show, and I watched every season. It was on too short, uh, too short a run, but uh, I but agree. Great show. Well, uh, my number two, um, I'm gonna have to go with the office oh. um i gotta tell you the british office to me was it's the first office i ever saw i saw it when it came out it just blew me away ricky gervais the whole idea of just a basic office setting and a show about nothing uh was amazing but to bring it over to america what a cast what a run uh to me one of the best shows of all time any genre i don't know that i can argue with that and in fact i think if you've never watched the office I think every season is now on Netflix. It is, and it's the most stream television program in the world the that, last 10 years. That's insane. So we've got, I've got Family Matters 3, Vice Principals 2. You've got Eastbound and Down 3 and um, The Office 2. So, yeah, so going to my number one, this was easy for me. I didn't need to think about it. Uh, I could tell you this in my sleep. Uh, my number one favorite TV show of all time is a show that was about people doing nothing <laughs> Seinfeld 
<laughs> Period. Classic. It, 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 listen, Seinfeld is is the most amazing uh, sitcom. It came out in the '90s. Uh, we all know Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Louis, uh, uh, the Dreyfus Lady, amazing yep. uh, actor. Yep. I mean, look, you got Kramer on there. I mean, the shows were really good, clean comedy, and uh, I can't get enough of them. I still watch Seinfeld every day. Well, for me, I'm not even going to say the name of the show for my number one. I'm just going to say this. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all, shooting some b-ball. You all know what that is. Fresh I don't even have Prince. to say the name. Love Fresh it. Prince. So, oh, that was a classic. Will Smith is one of my favorite all-time actors, just all-time, any genre period. Will Smith is my guy. And Fresh Prince is another one that I grew up on. And honestly, to this day, if I'm channel surfing and I happen to see that it's on, I don't care if I've seen that particular episode a hundred times, I'm going to watch it. Great cast. And I got to tell you, uh, the funny part is, is, you know, a couple guys out of Philly to go right to the, you know, to, to, to basically uh, having all kinds of money. It's a fish out of water story. And it, it really is funny. Will Smith is amazing in it. Even at a young age, he was amazing. Absolutely. And in yeah. fact, they're actually, there's a rumor that they had kind of taken the same storyline, but made it less like slapstick, fun comedy, and made it more like dark toned and serious. I think Ryan Coogler had put together some sort of trailer or, or was going to. Uh, they have a, uh, it may have been a fan made trailer that was floating around on YouTube several years ago. And I think Will Smith saw it. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that. But who knows where that's going to go? Tracy, at this point, we've got. Oh, kinda... wait, say, wait, Trey, one more second. I got an honorable mention. What's that? And I got to tell you, I cannot leave this podcast without saying. This show almost made it to the top three, but as Honor mentioned, Curb Your Enthusiasm, unbelievable uh, show, HBO, people, most people have seen it, but if you haven't seen it, I urge you to go watch it. It'll turn your bad day good. It'll make uh, upside down, right side up. Well, if we're going to go honorable mentions, one that I liked watching as a, uh, as a young boy was uh, on HBO was Arliss. Ooh, I loved Arliss. <laughs> he was the agent. sports agent. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah. that guy's awesome in that show. So I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we've got some of our listeners kicking back down memory lane, thinking about some of their favorite comedy yeah. shows that they either grew up watching or watch currently. And email us, uh, Trey. Where where can they email us at? Can, uh, email us your favorite TV shows. You can email us at truebluepod at gmail .com. You can also just hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook at True Blue Pod. Our handle is the same for all three. Give us a shout. Let us know what your top three are. We'd love to hear it. Yes, and again, from the bottom of Trey and I's heart, we want to thank all you guys. You guys have been great. The, the response to the podcast have been amazing. We appreciate the donations coming in. We're the little podcast that could. We're going to keep coming and coming and coming, and, and we're going to be here with you each week to give you that Cowboy Sports Therapy. So, again, thank you in, so much. In fact, Tracy, just to speak to that, I'm looking right now at our analytics, and one, two, three, four, five, six. Six percent of our listeners – are from outside of the United States. What'd so you say? 6% of wow. our listeners for the little podcast that could are outside of the United States in bah the Bahamas, Germany, Bermuda, Brazil, and new this week, we've got someone out in Thailand listening to Thailand. the True Blue Podcast. Thailand. Thailand. I look, it's right you gotta here. you got to be kidding me, uh -huh. man. 
Hey, so, well, listen, Thailand, thank you. Bahamas, thank you so much. Germany, we really appreciate it. We have gotten an outpouring of uh, love and support, and uh, we're just going to keep doing this because this is our life, the Dallas Cowboys. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. You can find us on our website, truebluepod.com. That's all I got, Tracy. I'm out. Peace.